three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. gentlemen days and gays this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here i hope you're having a great night day weekend whenever you're checking this out i've got a review for the james rossini directed film i love my dad which he also wrote and stars in along with the brilliant Patton oswald uh rossini you know from the secret life of uh, the sex lives of college girls american horror story and this movie that he did called Three uh, Three Something, which I'm going to have to check out after watching this. I haven't heard of Three Something, but I, I'm going to have to put that on the list. But this is a movie about... <laughs> okay, so you know what? I, I don't... I'm not going to spoil a lot of, of, of this movie. I'm going to try to keep this review kind of short and kind of vague. Because this is a movie that I had heard about out of a South by Southwest which actually won um, won a couple awards uh, as well as should have. It won the uh, Grand Prize Jury Award and the Audience Award uh, when it premiered earlier this year. And so this movie's got some buzz around it, and you can check it out in theaters right now or on VOD uh, like I did. I just uh, rented it on Prime Video. And the thing about this movie is this would make a great double feature with something like uh, Shiva Baby in the sense of it's a it's a cringe-worthy situation that you think, wow, this is already cringe-worthy enough. It can't possibly get more cringe-worthy. And something that I have to give uh, Morosini so much credit for is this is based on a true story. This is based on something that happened with him and his dad. And what I love about, I was reading just a few interviews that he did, about the film, he doesn't really get into what did happen during their situation and what didn't. He's definitely leaving it to the audience to kind of just figure out themselves. And I actually appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that we won't truly know because it's a little more fun that way. And something about this movie that I have to <laughs> I have to give it so much credit for. You remember in What's that Bond movie? Uh, the World is Not Enough, where Bond is trapped in that that contraption that's like choking him, and the you know the knob is being turned just a little bit more to go ahead and choke him more. Um, you would think Bond would like that, but <laughs> but in the way that keeps happening, it just just tightens the grip a little more. That's how I felt for the whole ninety minute runtime of this movie because it starts off very very I don't want to say dark, but I'll just simply say that Franklin is not in a good place when the movie starts off. He's in counseling. He is clearly dealing with some suicidal thoughts. His mother, uh, his mother in the film, Diane, who's played by Amy uh, uh, Landecker is what I'll go with. She's very concerned about him and just, you know, trying to be the best mom she can. She's separated from Patton Oswalt's Chuck. And what I really love about that is that it sets the floor for Franklin being in this just very dark place. And as he's talking about his dad, that is really the one gripe. It's not even really a gripe, because I think the film does enough to set the table, but we could have used a little bit more 
backstory between Franklin and Chuck about why they have such a strained relationship. It is kind of told in in vague terms as far as what Franklin says, as far as, you know, you were never there. Like, you do find out later on that he wasn't there for even his, like, ninth birthday party, which is horribly fucked up. But we could use a little more context as far as things that Chuck had done, some concrete examples as far as him being a piece of shit dad. But through the circumstances, Franklin has cut Chuck off entirely. The movie starts off with Chuck leaving all these voicemails up. Very psychotic, to to be honest. It, it he leaves like eight or so voice messages, and there is that point where you go, okay, Franklin is just done. He's ready to cut him out and move forward with his life. And so, through pure pure desperation, Chuck goes to this diner and interacts with this woman named Becca, who's played by Claudia uh, so- uh, Soleski. Is what I'm gonna go with. I guess she's been on she's been like on YouTube for a while and stuff like that. So she's really kind of been getting acting over the last seven years or so. And for someone that I'm not familiar with at all, I want to see more Claudia. She is really playing three characters because she's playing Becca, you know, the waitress at the diner. She's playing Becca, the version that Franklin sees through these text messages. And then she's playing, you know, Becca as far as coming from Chuck's perspective as well. It's really quite fascinating. And the fact that she is at point voicing the messages that Chuck is sending to Franklin, it's it's really well done from a directorial perspective because something that the film does that's a nice little visual trick is that you'll see Becca talking to Franklin, but it's, you know, obviously Chuck speaking as Becca, but you'll see Patton Oswalt in frame, but he'll be in the background, but you see Becca and Franklin uh, in in the forefront. And it's one of those things where you go, oh, like, like it's almost tricking you into going like, oh, that's so sweet. They're having this conversation. And then you look in the background for a second, go, wait a minute, this isn't fucking real. Why am I, <laughs> you know, why am I so happy for him? And the film, as I mentioned, it slowly just turns the gears. It slowly ramps up the tension. Uh, Jimmy in this movie is played by Lil Rel Howery, who I always love seeing Lil Rel. You, of course, know him from Get Out, Vacation Friends, um, multitude of other stuff. Brother is absolutely brilliant, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's just continuing to get work. And there's this point where Jimmy and Chuck have this conversation where Jimmy talks about his ex cutting him out. And he goes, yeah, I just went ahead and created another account under a fake name. She didn't even know who I was, which first off, gross. And secondly, there's even this point where Chuck pretty early on gets in way too deep. And it's really quite fun to see how Chuck gets into these situations and how Franklin kind of calls him out on them, but he thinks he's talking to a cute girl, so he's giving her a little rope. And so you really do start to see Chuck just as things get more and more complicated and the conversations get deeper and deeper, how he just keeps getting himself in these himself in these predicaments where you go, God damn, do you, you need to just take the off ramp? And and Erica, who is Chuck's girlfriend slash boss, who's played by the amazing Rachel Dratch. That was a really pleasant surprise. I'm so happy she's in this. Uh, you know her, of course, from uh, Wine Country, which if you haven't seen that, you really should. Uh, she was actually one of the few good things and just go with it. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin can fuck himself, Saturday Night Live, Harley Quinn. Rachel Dratch is in a lot of shit. But 
something that I love about her is that she has a relationship with Chuck. And <laughs> and there's this, <laughs> there's this point where... You know, she Erica tells Chuck, "Hey, you should uh, you should sex with me." And Chuck goes, "Well, why don't we actually just have sex?" And she goes, "Cause you're not good at it." And the way that she's so biting and just straight to the point, no, no true care for his feelings. It's really fascinating how it mirrors Chuck and Franklin's relationship. Because the thing about Chuck is that he is a selfish piece of shit. We find out how he is a really big chess master and how he's like been on leaderboards and won awards and shit. And even when you find out the backstory on that, you just go, oh my God, this guy fucking sucks. And the way he uses what happened in chess with the relationship as him playing Becca, I, I, I won't spoil that here, but that is something that I went, oh man, you were just a true, true fucking monster. And the way that Chuck is emotionally manipulating Franklin as Becca. It's fascinating because it really does lean so much into what Franklin was talking about early on in the film. There's this point where they have this kind of blow up conversation and, you know, Franklin flat out tells him why he blocked him, why he cut him out of his life. And you go, I mean, shit, dude, you're not wrong (laughs) for feeling like this. And the movie weirdly justifies it. But What's what's fascinating, and I'm in no way, in no way, absolving Chuck for what he did, how he treated his son, but there is a point, and I think this is something that the aud- you as the audience will just have to kind of determine for yourself, how much of this is coming from a place of love and wanting to make up for that time, and how much of it is Chuck's ego from wanting to not feel guilty. And that's a question that the movie never answers, but it leaves it to the audience to really think about. And it's really great writing from Morosini, on that front and as the film goes on and as the walls close in more and more you just go oh man this is this is oh fuck this is i have to okay i've talked about this on the podcast for a while if you've listened for a while it takes a lot to make me actually feel uncomfortable and actually cringe this movie made me cringe at several points and i've read some reviews of people going this is too cringeworthy it goes too far but really y'all that's the point you're not supposed to feel comfortable watching this movie this is a hilarious fucking movie but it, i love cringe humor it, this is very british humor at points in that way but this movie's going to make you uncomfortable, but that's not a bad thing. I think if you, to an extent, not even surrender to the film, but watch it with that with that in mind going, oh man, I'm going to feel very uncomfortable and very cringe, <laughs> feel very cringe at a lot of points watching this film. I think you'll actually enjoy it way more. I, I had so much fun with this, and there's the one thing I will say... And this is kind of spoiled in the trailer, so I don't feel bad talking about it here. There's a point where Chuck as Becca is sexting Franklin, but Franklin's staying with him in his apartment, this little small studio apartment. And so Franklin's in the bathroom, but Chuck is in like is like out in the living room texting him at sexting him as Becca. And it's this the, the way that scene plays out is so wonderfully uncomfortable and so wonderfully cringe and the more i watch this movie the more i just feel myself laughing and going yep give me all the cringe i i don't even fucking care and i will say the last 20 minutes or so are so fucking intense and the way everything ramps up to its conclusion i went 
Oh man, I I dig this. I dig this so much. This is something I'm gonna end up buying. I, I don't know if they're gonna do a Blu-ray of this where I sh I'm just gonna have to buy it on Prime Video, but man, I, I this might crack my top 10. I, I don't know what's gonna come out for the rest of the year that could, you know, fuck with my list, but this will at worst be an honorable mention. And I'm actually gonna cut off, cut it off here because I really don't want to get more into uh, in the in the, sp in the spoilers. But as I get to my final thoughts here, this is something that is not gonna be for everyone, and I'm fully aware of the fact this will not be for everyone. But if you want to watch something that's gonna make you laugh, will definitely make you cringe, and at the end of the movie will actually give you something to think about. Because even though Chuck is a fucking monster, let's call it what it is, he is a fucking monster. There are some good things that weirdly come out of this bullshit that you go, well, if this didn't happen, and it does actually give you something to think about. It's really quite fascinating in that way. And I'm excited to watch this again. I, I will show this to my partner and she will be cringing until the end of time. <laughs> but she'll laugh like I she'll laugh at it like I know I did. But this is a salt what do I want to give this? It's a solid A. I, I might even go A-plus on a rewatch, but for right now, I'm going to say this is a solid A. It's definitely something you should check out, but holy hell. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Oh, the last 20 minutes kicked so much ass, but I'm so excited for y'all to watch this because you will have fun with it if this is your jam. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the review, it's a great double feature with a Shiva Baby. I'm probably going to do a double feature at some point in the next couple months, but yeah, I had so much fun with this. But everyone, I love my dad. Have you seen it? What did you think of it? You can let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and rate us, please. It helps out the show. You can find us at SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts at The Real Pineapple. Uh, where else can you find me? Oh yeah, Letterboxd at Black Shazam. And you can find me on TikTok at Black Shazam 775. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have more reviews coming up soon. Uh, but everyone, please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, wear your mask, get your booster shot, get your flu shot where it's getting cold. Um, but take care of each other. Tell someone you love them. We all need to hear that more. But thank you again for the support, y'all. And we'll talk to you soon.